This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a little bit of shameless self-promotion because Site Visibility has recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's the most comprehensive guide to date, and in it, they break down all the content promotional tactics, tricks, and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide, plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free, by going to bit.ly, B-I-T slash ultimate dash content Actually, I think last week I didn't mention the dash, but it is ultimate dash content or ultimate hyphen content, however you like to say it. Anyway, enough of that. Um, Today I'm joined by Anton Crayley, CEO at Dropship Lifestyle. Anton, how are you? I'm doing well, Andy. And you're down in Texas, aren't you? Yes, I am. Over in Austin. In Austin, Texas. Is it sunny down there at the moment and hot? That's a gorgeous day. Yeah, It seems like there's a nice breeze out, so probably go get some lunch outside today, but still, still not too hot yet. Uh, I'm jealous. You know, it was supposed to be nice and warm here in um, in the south of England, but it's it's just been grey all day. Anyway, never mind. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to. Sure. Yeah. So I am an e-commerce guy. Been uh, in e-commerce for uh, over ten years now. Started back in 2007. Um, the way a lot of people, at least in uh, the online marketing space, got their start. I read a book called The Four Hour Work Week. Talked about building online stores. And uh, yeah, I built my first store back then, selling very, very inexpensive products. I was actually selling cookies, and uh, just kind of went from there. I thought if I could sell a ten dollar box of cookies, why not sell a thousand dollar sofa? So it just worked my way up to more and more expensive products, added in more and more types of products, and have been growing ever since then. I can just imagine that sitting on the sofa eating cookies. Yeah. Well, I was actually driving around selling cookies. That was my, my first official business was a, a delivery route for a bakery in Brooklyn, New York. So I would drive into Brooklyn every morning, pick up boxes of cookies, then drive to grocery stores and sell them wholesale. So not a good business, but at that time it was the only one I could afford. And uh, luckily for me, I read that book and it said, hey, you could build an online store for 29 bucks. So I bought the domain name newyorkcookieshop.com, yeah. set up some ads and yeah, just went from there. Now I want a biscuit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, I, I want to talk today about well, the, the, the main focus is, is uh, some – well, the, the focus of the, the episode is nine Shopify product page hacks for higher mm-hmm. conversions. But just before we get into that, I, I know that your business is Dropship Lifestyle. Tell us a little bit about that because dropshipping is something I don't think I've covered on the podcast for quite some time. Just remind us exactly sure. what dropshipping is and, and what your relationship to it is. Sure. So it's it's a very simple concept, but dropshiplifestyle.com is my website where I talk about this stuff. But the, the way the business model works is you build a website, you get sales on your website, but you're not selling products that you have yourself. They're not in a warehouse you own. They are other people's products. So right now I'm at a, a stand-up desk, and if I wanted to sell the stand-up desk, I would reach out to companies that manufacture them. I would say I want to sell them. And then what I would do is list them on my website. And then when I got a sale, the company that manufactures the stand-up desk would ship it directly to my customer. So that's drop shipping. It, it means you don't have inventory. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's, well, I might be wrong. Is it relatively easy to set up a drop shipping sort of site or business? Yes. It, it, it takes work. Uh, there's definitely a lot of you know steps in the process, especially to do it right. But it's not 
rocket science. It's something anybody could figure out if they're willing to invest the time. Yeah. And what's the difference between dropshipping and affiliate marketing? Right. So with affiliate marketing, you're not actually accepting payments from your customers. If we use the same example with the stand-up desk, if I wanted to be an affiliate for another website, then what I would be doing is referring different leads to another person's website. The person would buy from that company and I would earn a commission. With affiliate marketing, commissions are typically fixed and with physical products, they're often low, sometimes maybe 5%. And that's it. So you don't get a customer as an affiliate and you get a straight maybe 5% of every every order. With dropshipping, you're actually having the customer check out through your website and you can control your expenses. So instead of there, there is more work involved, but instead of making 5%, you can get margins closer to 25-30%. So yeah. um, definitely and you also have the customer become a customer of yours so you can remarket to them in the future. So um, more work but definitely a lot more of an upside. Yeah, you mentioned there about um, sort of higher ticket Product mm-hmm. items, and I'm just wondering, do, do higher ticket items work better with drop shipping, or is, is that not the mm-hmm. case? It is. It, it, they definitely do. And not that you can't sell inexpensive items online, but the thing is, if you want to build a website and if you want to buy traffic, which is what we do, meaning pay Google for advertising, pay Facebook for advertising, you need to make sure that you're actually making some money every time you get a sale. And with the inexpensive products, it's very hard to have enough of a margin. So we focus on items typically over a thousand dollars, and you know that gives us a lot of room to be able to spend on ads to acquire a customer. So I'm typically willing to spend up to 10% of the product price to get a sale. So $1,000 item, I'll spend $100 to get that sale. Yeah. And if I can keep doing that all day, I'll keep doing that. Brilliant. Now let's talk a little bit, bit about Shopify. Shopify I don't know, how long has Shopify, Shopify been around now? I'm not sure. I think we we switched to their platform probably around 2012, and it was totally different from what it is now. I don't know if they were around before that, but yeah. it was still even a little bit rough back then. Yeah. And how does Shopify sort of work with, with dropshipping? So Shopify is a e-commerce platform. So there's lots of options out there. You know, they people probably have heard of Big Commerce, Volusion, Magento, WooCommerce, there's a ton of them. Yeah. And what Shopify does is allows you to basically manage the back end of your business. So you can upload products, you can design your store, you can accept payments. And then they also control what the front end of your website looks like. So when someone goes to yourwebsite.com, they see what you want them to see because you built it in Shopify. And they're just by far the the best e-commerce platform there is. Um, they're publicly traded now. They're, they're growing like crazy. But um, out of every platform we've used, they just they put the most money into development and into tools for sellers and into support. Yeah. So basically, yeah, their role is letting you build your your business. Brilliant. Well, let's get into this these nine tips then, Anton. So the first sure. one I've got them written down here, luckily, and luckily mm-hmm. I, can, I can read in Roman numerals. So I knew there were nine. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about um, coupon codes and specifically expiring coupon codes. Sure. So with dropshipping, you do have competition because other people are also selling for the same brands that you're selling for. Yeah. So one thing that you want to be able to do is have the visitor on your website choose you over competitors A, B, and C. So one way we do that is by having different special offers. And instead of just having them on our websites forever, we limit them. So maybe it's a coupon code for free shipping, or maybe it's for 5% off or 10% off. Yeah. But regardless of what it is, we put it on our website with a so every three days we'll change the coupon. So maybe it'll, one will expire on a Wednesday night. So if someone comes to the website, they'll see 
expires Wednesday, whatever the date is, at 11.59 EST. Then if they come on Thursday, there'll be a different promotion that expires on Sunday night. And we just keep recycling them and using different offers to really help with the uh, the urgency of having someone make a decision sooner than later and choose us rather than a competitor that's not offering that. So you basically, uh, you, you say you recycle them. So do you cha- You say you change the offer slightly each time and you then mm-hmm. you re-extend the time limit slightly. Right. Or we'll change the offer again. Sometimes it's free expedited shipping. Sometimes it's 7% off. Sometimes it's 10. Um, Sometimes there's a holiday. So the promotion's tied to a holiday. So it's not just changing the date. We do, you know, at least change the coupon code. Um, It's not always a different offer, but there is a unique coupon code. Fantastic. Now, um, up to the second one, optimized header with quick links. How does that work? Yes. So what you'll see on a lot of uh, e-commerce sites from people starting out is on their header menus. So the the first thing people see is they'll have links to things like their Facebook and their Twitter and their Instagram and their YouTube. And basically they're, they're sending people away from where you want them to be, which is on the, on the product page. So what we do with our header menus is we have a few links. We keep it very simple. We link to our best sellers so people can get there if they need to best selling products. We link to our shipping and returns policy, because buyers do want to know that. So we have that front and center. We have our price guarantee policy, and we have a way for our customers to contact us. So again, just having it optimized with things that potential buyers actually need, but not sending people to places that are only going to distract them rather than have them become customers. So basically, don't send your customer away before they've even seen what you've got to sell. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If someone's looking at a dining room table on your website, they don't need to see the first link going to your Facebook page. Now, the next one, um, exit intent overlays. What are they? Yes. So ideally, everyone that goes to your website will make a purchase, right? But that doesn't happen. And on average, we have a conversion rate of about two and a half percent. So what we do when somebody's on our product pages and they go to leave our website, so they move their mouse up to click X, we have an overlay pop up, doesn't block them from doing anything, but an overlay of the screen. And we have a person's face and a little message that says something like, wait, before you leave, enter your email address and we'll send you a coupon code for Again, it varies, but maybe 10% off. And that's a way to try to capture that person before they head out to do whatever they were going to do next. So uh, definitely helps in a big way to build the email list and to capture those people that might buy later, but just aren't ready right at that moment. It's funny, actually, because as you mentioned, uh, a face appears. I I just imagine them saying in a very sinister way, you really don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We we usually have someone with not a sad face, but a little bit sad, just staring at them. (laughs) Wait, don't leave. (laughs) Now, number four, um, quantity remaining. I've got a suspicion I know what this one is, but tell us about that. Yes, Yes, just saying how many units are still available. This is uh, a lot more effective when there really are limited amounts of product in stock. But if you have something that sells really well and there's eight of them left in the warehouse, then that should be displayed on the product page because that's another thing with urgency. People, if they want it, then, hey, there's eight left. Decide sooner than later. So we, we, we don't do this for all of our product pages, but we do this for our best sellers. You know, it's really strange, actually, because when I go to a certain well-known um, uh, product site that begins with A and ends with N, um, and, I, and I look at my favorite sort of products there, I, they've always only got about two or three left in stock. Yes. <laughs> do you think they're fibbing? I, I do. I, do. <laughs> I think that they, uh, yeah, they're, they're not as accurate as many people assume. So do you think honesty is the best policy? Because you mentioned there yeah. about if you do only have a few in stock, it's worth mentioning it. 
Right. And yeah, and that's exactly it. So you'll notice when, uh, like when Amazon has that, they, they don't do it on every product page. You know, it doesn't say 10,000 left in stock of this <laughs> shampoo or whatever it is. So yeah, you use it when there really is urgency. And if, if you have, let's say 500 products on your website and 20 of them are the ones that bring in most of your revenue, then do it for those 20 when there really is limited inventory. Yeah. Number five, um, estimated date of arrival. I think the company that starts with M and then, then does this yes. as well, doesn't it? Yep, yep, and that's why that this is this is something we only started doing a couple of years ago. But uh, it is you know people now they're they're conditioned to wanting things as soon as possible when they order online, and they they really you know if if for some reason something's going to take two weeks to ship, and they don't know that when they buy, you're going to have a very very angry customer. So whether the product is schedule to arrive in five days or two weeks or four weeks. We put that on our product pages. It's dynamically updated, but it just lets that person know. So when they make their buying decision, they they know what to expect. Now, number six is interesting, live chat. And the reason I say it's interesting is I, I hate live chat. Mm-hmm. I'm always very suspicious of speaking to a bot. Yeah, and you know what? You probably are a lot of times. Um, there, there, there's ways to use bots that kind of can start the conversation to route you to the the correct person. Yeah. Um, we don't use those on most of our sites, but live chat, we we use a it's a an app called Tidio, and they integrate with Facebook Messenger as well. So it's just an easy way when somebody reaches out to you, if they have a quick question like, "Hey, you know, how long to get this? How long will it take for me to get this product in California? Or do you have this product?" In in blue. It's just a quick way to get those notifications and get them an answer before they go to your competitor site. Now, the next one is interesting because uh, that overuse of the word interesting there, because I mentioned that the previous one was interesting as well, but it tabbed product pages. Now, this is more of a navigational UI type thing, isn't it? It is. It is. So I mentioned on our navigation menus on the header, we are linking to things like the the shipping policy and returns policy. But we also put those on our product pages because we really don't want people leaving. So when you go to a product page, you'll see the the normal stuff, the product photos, the description, the features, the add to cart button. And then we'll have tabs next to that where they can get to quick information regarding those things. So the shipping policy, the return policy, the manufacturer's warranty, if there's one included. And instead of having it be a page that, you know, they could scroll down for 30 minutes. We just put them in tabs so they can quickly get to what they want without leaving the page that we want them to be on. Now, number eight, this is the big one for me, customer mm-hmm. reviews, because I always look at customer reviews when I'm, in fact, it's normally the very first thing I look at. I mean, how do you handle customer reviews? Because they can be tricky as well, can't they? If people have been a bit Definitely. negative about your product, do you, do you leave them in? Do you get rid of them? Do you- it depends. So it depends. Obviously, the goal is to try to have the customer change their mind. Yeah. But uh, what we'll do is when we ask for reviews, because we're, we're actually reaching out to our customers and asking, um, you know, if somebody emailed in and went on a rant that um, doesn't look too, too flattering, we're not going to ask them for a review. So you can kind of um, ask the right people. But um, yeah, if they're, if they're really bad, it, it depends. Honestly, if it's something that is not going to benefit anybody, then we, we really just, we don't leave them. Um, but what we're trying to get is reviews from our typical customer that has the normal experience. You don't want to have all five-star reviews because honestly, it looks fake. Yes. So if somebody left a three-star review and they said, maybe communicate, you know what, maybe we slipped up on, on communication with that, or maybe the product wasn't what they thought it would be, then that is something we we would leave. And the final one, number nine, um, questions and answers. This is another big one as yes. well, because people always have, well, frequently asked questions, I guess, don't they? 
They, they do. And there's a, this is one thing I love about Shopify is they have an app store where you can click a button and kind of add on these functionalities to your store. And there's an app called questions and answers. And what it will allow the, the visitor to do is just what it sounds like. They can type in a question while they're on that page. If they have one, when they do that, we get notified as the site owner and we can type out our answer. And then that question and the answer gets put onto that product page. So it's, if it's a question that we know, you know, Oh, you know what, that, that's a good question. Other people probably want to know the answer. Then we make that public so everybody could see it. Um, so not only does it build out the content on the page and give a better experience to the visitor, it also helps with our organic uh, rankings in Google because we're building out more unique content on our product pages. So it benefits us in terms of traffic and it benefits the visitor in terms of putting whatever they want to know right in front of them. Is there any merit, because you mentioned there that you had uh, you know, there was an automated way of doing that. Is there any mm-hmm. merit in sort of, uh, uh, sort of grouping the questions together? Because I'm guessing you have a lot of very uh, similar sort of questions that maybe they're worded differently. Yep, they are. So what we'll do is if it is something that was answered already or a form of it was answered, you can actually go into this this app that I'm referring to and edit the question. So if it's similar, we'll just change someone's question to cover multiple topics. Well, Anton, thanks so much for coming on. So we covered these nine things for for Shopify, Mm -hmm. but if you had like an overarching uh, sort of um, piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Sure. So obviously traffic is important, getting people to your website, but one of the biggest things that any store owner could do or any online business owner could do if you're just starting or if you're huge is focusing on your conversion rate. Um, Even some of our, our biggest stores don't get a ton of traffic. They're not blowing up with visitors all day. But what we focus on like nonstop is making sure that we do everything we can to get visitors to turn into buyers. It's something we work on every single day. And it's something that any business owner should be focusing on as well. Turn your visitors into buyers and you will make more money. It's pretty simple. Fantastic. And how can our listeners find out more about you and uh, more about uh, Dropship Lifestyle? Yeah, so the website for Dropship Lifestyle is pretty simple, just dropshiplifestyle.com. I have a blog there, post on every week, and uh, of course, our online training programs. And I also have a podcast over at ecommercelifestyle.com if anybody's interested in listening in there. Fantastic. Thanks, Anton. And thanks, everyone. The show notes will be in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review because we like reviews, just especially if they're nice ones. Um, questions or suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Anton. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Anton. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing.